make your day richer than it was before. Got some good times knocking upon your front door. It's the Richard Wilmore Show. here with Christian Strider. Uh, you're the creative director and CEO of Stride Studios. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what that is. So we are a video production company that does commercial. We do film work. We are one of the largest in San Antonio. And our big things are really trying to push, you know, serious video production in San Antonio. So how did you get into it? So I kind of got into it. Funny enough, I was in music first. A lot of people I always talk to always say that music is kind of how they got into it, which is weird. But I was doing music, not having a lot of luck with it, trying to, you know, go that route. And every time I put together like a song or something, I'd always kind of stick this visual to it. And so just one day happenstance, I had a buddy of mine that was like in a video production class. And I just used to go there to just mess around. And uh, they started talking about film one day. And they're like, you know, they're talking about like uh some of these great films, like if you look, this is what the reason the composition is like this. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> and so, you know, that was kind of just a little peek into, you know, what the video world had to offer. And so I kind of, uh, he had a little project where they gave him a bunch of equipment to make a short film. And uh, I was like, hey, I'll do your short film if you let me use the equipment. And he's like, okay. And so we started doing that. And after that, I fell in love. And right out, right out of high school, I just started going for it full time. That's a good um, barter system. Yeah. Just let me do his work. Yeah. <laughs> What's your advice for filmmakers who, who are just starting out? Cause you've been doing it for how long? Uh, about seven or eight years now. Um, it's funny because honestly, it's always kind of a different thing depending on what works best for somebody. I know a lot of people always talk about school as kind of being a path. I didn't go to school myself. I think it really depends on the person because school's a big investment for something that, you know, we're doing where there's honestly tons of free resources out there. There's, you know, YouTube, there's all these websites, you know, there's so many things you can do mm -hmm. that you can honestly get it for free and kind of learn it. But it's just, you know, I think it comes down to whether or not somebody feels comfortable in that environment. Some people like kind of the mentorship aspect of, you know, getting the formal education and things like that. But even if that's kind of your route, I think there's so many, production companies that are willing to intern and basically give people free training, even just in San Antonio, that I think, honestly, there's paths to kind of not have to take that big investment. Um, and honestly, just being around people that do it is probably the fastest way to learn. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people can get a lot of foundation from just kind of what they can get online, but then just being immersed in it, whether they're interning or just 
you know, start to say, hey, I'll do this project for you for free or whatever. Just getting hands on as quick as you can is honestly the fastest way to get into it. Did you grow up in San Antonio? Yeah. What do you, I've been here for a little over four years and I, not that I didn't think there would be any, but I'm shocked at how much talent and entertainment is happening here. Are you, you're probably not surprised by that at all. You're probably like, well, I'm in it. So no, it was weird because even when I was started doing it, I thought it didn't exist here either. Mm -hmm. I was in San Antonio because it's almost like everybody in San Antonio is very kind of isolated and very almost, uh, everybody lives in their own little bubble. Mm -hmm. And so nobody ever kind of, you know, for a long time, nobody was networking or like, you know, I thought, oh, you know what? I got to go to Austin or something. And then finally, after doing it, and I was trying to find people to kind of help me, I started looking and I'm like, hey, you know, there's actually a lot of people here that do this. And it's just that you wouldn't know. And so once I kind of figured that out, I was like, you know, maybe it's actually pretty viable in San Antonio. And so that's why, like, for me, I'm real passionate about San Antonio because I grew up here. I like the city. I'm biased, but I kind of think we're better than Austin. And uh, I think if it, unless you're someone from Austin coming on the show, then we yeah, yeah. Much, right? but you know, we have good infrastructure here. And I think there's a lot of reasons people want to be in San Antonio. And I think we can honestly do what Austin is doing. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of kind of creating that environment they have, which is, you know, all the creatives are tapped in together. They're always networking. They're like aware of each other and they're trying to work together. And so that's what we're trying to kind of do in San Antonio too. I want to talk about um, the 48-hour film festivals, because I know you sent over clips yeah. of that. Uh, w- I feel like those happen a lot here. Yeah. Between here and Austin, there's always like a 48-hour film festival happening. Can yeah. you talk about what those are and like what that is for a filmmaker? Like what actually yeah. happens during those? That's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy competition. It's basically you have 48 hours to make a short film. That's roughly about like five to seven minutes. And so like on a Friday night, they basically will give you these kind of random elements where it's like a random genre, random prop, random character. And that way you can't like pre-write anything that forces you to write that, that Friday night. And then basically you have Saturday to shoot the thing and then Sunday to edit it. And so it's wild. It's crazy. It's a lot, but it's honestly something that's really, the reason that we started doing it was because we were already kind of doing our production and stuff. Like we, you know, we were probably two or three years into our company when we did our first one. And it was actually more of just a, Hey, you know what? This would be a fun little break from like the normal work. Us actually getting to do something that we want to do. And so that's kind of the first reason that we did it. But in doing it, it was a good kind of experimentation of like, hey, you know what? This is us having to kind of really see how systemized we can be. Like if we were doing a film for real, how 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 much in place can we get things to where we can actually try to make this like, you know, work smoothly? And so that was kind of the fun of doing that. It's like you really you learn how to make a film in a short amount of time. It's a low time commitment. Everybody does it has to do it for free. Honestly, going back to the whole, hey, what would you do like if you were trying to get in the film? Honestly, the 48 is a great starting point because it's basically you getting everything that you would need to make a film kind of for free. <laughs> it reminds me of like soap operas where it's like quick, a yeah. soap opera, you're doing a show every day and yeah. you get 48, uh, do you, you write it, you do all of that in 48 hours. Yeah. I was looking at some of the clips and I want to show a clip of uh, The Dawn, okay. um, your yeah. newest one. Can you tell everybody about that? Yeah, so without giving away too, too much, it's... Uh, I guess period piece that's kind of set in a older time to not give away too much. And uh, the, what we try to do with it was we really wanted to see like how far we could push our skills to, like on a 48 in terms of like the setting, the costume, the production value, all that stuff. Just how far could we actually push a 48? 
can we show this to somebody without telling them we did a 48 and them kind of know or not know, you know, hey, how, how much time did you guys do this in? So that was kind of our goal with trying to do this. So, All right. Take a look at uh, the dawn right here, the trailer. Yes, StreamYard is what we were talking about during that. But that's the dawn. And I saw uh, while I was watching the clips that actually some of your actors have been on this show. Marvin, Richie's been yeah. on the show. Marvin. Abraham's been on the show. Okay. So I was like, oh, it's a small little San Antonio. Yeah. And that's what you start to see is like a lot of good people kind of, you know, I think, are you know, try to work together, try to keep doing things together. And I think that's what's good as I've started to see it just over the past couple of years, like San Antonio really started to get in there and trying to create that network so. yeah and people are really starting to realize that it can actually be a viable thing here that's what's exciting yeah like so what are you working on now or what's coming up for the rest of the year so we are doing a lot of commercial uh we do a lot of commercial work so you know we do stuff with like uh, baptist hospitals one of our clients united way we do a lot of stuff with the military so we have a lot of commercial stuff that keeps us pretty busy but the one thing that we kind of recently shifted to is opening up. This actually just happened like a week ago. We finally kind of officially just opened up our services to actually facilitate like film production. Mm. And so we actually just had our first uh, meeting with somebody to actually kind of start to talk about that production process. So somebody came to us with a script and now we're actually looking at putting it together and, and producing it for them. So we've kind of opened it up. You know, we're trying to actually do what I'm saying, which is the film, you know, make film viable here. And for us, we're a studio that has all the equipment, the resources. We have the the crews together. We do all this. You know, this is what we do full time. So, you know, what's what's beneficial is if you get a creative with the right mindset who understands, hey, you know what, you guys know the process, and I know what the vision is, and that's the right person, you know, to come to us and say, hey, you know, we know how to facilitate it best. We'll say true to your vision, but you know, we know how to execute it. Is that ex just exciting? Are you nervous about kind of that expansion or is it kind of everything? 
it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's a new process for sure. The the technical execution part of it, it's not really the scary part. That's actually the part that's fun. It's comfortable. It's easy. The different thing is kind of making people take San Antonio seriously. And so, you know, for us to kind of get this project funded and kind of be able to distribute it and stuff, that's kind of the part of the process a little bit more, you know, I guess nerve wracking. But we've kind of already established some connections for that to kind of, you know, be able to make that process a little bit easier. But I think the more that we continue to do it, the easier it's going to get. You know, I think right now if somebody was to kind of say, if we try to partner up with like one of the contacts we have, like a Netflix, for example, right now they might say, okay, there's a project coming out of San Antonio. Maybe the writer director that, you know, came to us doesn't have a lot of credentials. It's going to be a harder pitch, but I think the more that, you know, we continue to do this, the more people will kind of say, hey, you know what, it's pretty viable. That's kind of the funny part too, is that San Antonio used to be like a big film production city. And like they did like Ace Ventura here. They did like a bunch of like big films. That place, Alamo City Studios downtown, that's where like they used to do a bunch of big stuff. And so it used to be here. And then it just kind of left when the tax incentives went away. Mm. And I think now we kind of starting to see it come back. So. It's, start, it's definitely starting to come back, yeah. I feel like. You have um, a really fun, cool giveaway yeah. for people that, um, you know, when you hear it and if you want to nominate, I don't know, a talk show or something for what you're about to give away, feel free to. But tell yeah, everybody what that go. is. So we're going to be doing a uh, giveaway like on our social media. I guess giveaway is not really the that, – that's an easy term to use, but what it really is is kind of a nomination thing. And so what we're doing – there you go. <laughs> and so what we're doing is basically we're going to be giving to a company based on the nominations we receive, uh, whether it's a brand, a product, a business, a talk show. A artist. Five people in the audience. <laughs> there you go. That will be nominating. We're going to be doing a post so they'll be able to go in and actually comment, nominate, and then they can get additional consideration if they like share the post of their story and do that stuff. Uh, but basically, once we make that selection, we're going to be giving that person a free full commercial production that'll be like broadcast TV, you know, ready. That's amazing. So it's a, it's a, it's, we've been talking about this for a while and finally it's like, okay, you know what? I think we're, uh, We've been trying to figure out how we want to do it. And I think the nomination system is going to be something that works out great. So people can actually, if they have a brain or business really passionate about, then this is kind of their chance to kind of put it out there for them to get that publicity. Do they have to be in San Antonio for that? No. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We're trying to keep it regional. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if they're semi-local, you know, San Antonio, Austin, you know, Dallas, something like that. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll figure it out. How can people best support you and Stride Studios? So, you know, our big thing is we're really trying to push film. You know, we're, for us, we are big about, you know, building businesses and trying to create more of that production environment here. So, you know, the more that, for example, a company like us is able to grow, the more we're actually able to help grow, you know, production here in San Antonio. So, you know, every time somebody sends a company our way or we're able to kind of grow our resources, the more we're able to kind of give back to San Antonio. And that's what we've been trying to do. So the more that we, you know, continue to grow our commercial business, more we're able to kind of grow the film side as well. And uh, so that's a big part is just, you know, that if somebody is interested in doing this for a living, even just reaching out to us and making us aware that they are here and they exist, that's a big thing too, because so many people just think they see it and they're just like, oh, that company would never respond to me. And it's like every single time we look at every single person that will send us something. And so yeah. I know that you send a DM on Instagram and then they're here in your yeah. little <laughs> in your little studio. Yeah. Christian, thank you so much for being here. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, come Thanks. back whenever you're, well, come back when my commercial is staying, <laughs> obviously, but yeah. come back anytime you want. Yeah, awesome. Thank cool. you very yeah, much. Yeah. We'll be uh, right back after this. You can clap now, that's good. Yeah. I'm Stacey Anden, a life and business coach, here to help people do it their way and create amazing results in their life. I've got one question for you today. I want you to think about a dilemma, big or small, something you're not quite sure you know the answer to. And I want you to imagine your 10 year from now self is standing right next to you right now, and you get to ask that self any question you want, about this thing, this situation that you're not quite sure about. What wisdom does yourself have for you? What guidance? Anything is on the table to ask. I would love to hear what happens when you have that conversation. Check me out at stacyandon.com and pop over to my Facebook group, Unlock Your Midlife Magic, and talk to me anytime. Wouldn't it be great if your business could have a commercial on TV? Now it can. Secure your Season 5 sponsorship by visiting richardwilmore.com. Advertise on Apple TV, Roku and Amazon Fire TV by sponsoring The Richard Wilmore Show. Become a sponsor today. Go to richardwilmore.com now. And that new approach was that the thing I like, that was like... I like musicals. Yeah. I don't know. Barbara Streisand. I she I have one of her albums from back in I don't even know what it was. Uh because I was a huge Rosie or I am a huge Rosie O'Donnell fan. So Rosie loved Barbara Streisand. So yes, she, she was like, I oh, there's a new I Barbara know. album. I, I watched all those and did you? watched her freak out over her too. Yes. And I'm the same. I would freak over if I met her. Did you watch when she was on the show for the first yes, time? Yes, I did. Did you and, cry? Yeah, of course. Yes. And then when she sang, she's like, just sing calmly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was just, yeah. There's a. And you never want to meet people you're um, enamored with because if they do something wrong, it'll just break your whole heart. I know. You don't want to meet them. So I was next to Shirley MacLaine in a show in LA. She was sitting like right next to me. All I did was stalk her the whole show. I didn't even watch the show. I just. Of course. And she, her hair was white because she's like me. We're redheads, but now she's gray. So mm -hmm. she's white-headed like I am, but she had let her hair be white because she wasn't in a show. When she shows, she'll go red. She was with her granddaughter. And I was like, I am not going over there. I'm not. And my ex husband was like, go say something to her. I just couldn't. Because I was like, if she says, get the fuck away, or just, I would be ruined. So I didn't I didn't talk to her. But now I'm like, why didn't you just go say, I admire you so much. I'm, But I don't think I could do it. Cher, too. Oh, God. Never. I would never meet. I would never want to talk to Cher. Why? Because I would just. I, I feel like. She's yes. my idol idol. Yes. I mean, the, this is a complete ripoff of Rosie's show, my show. And I don't, I like, she would be like my dream guest, right? Like, yeah. I would probably just close it all down if she were on. <laughs> like, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. I'm like, I'm yeah. But I think if she walked through the door, I wouldn't know what to even say to her. That's what I'm saying. I, you don't want to meet someone famous because that you're enamored with. I've met famous people, eh, whatever. Yeah. But people that you're like, oh my God. Do you, so. Because they're just people. 
They are just people. But like Britney but Spears, when she was at the height, my daughter is such a Britney Spears fan. And she lives in Malibu. My brother lives in Malibu. So I was like, if I ever saw her, I'd be like, can you take a picture of me and my daughter? Like, not, <laughs> you know, I'd like to do that to a famous yeah. person. Can yeah. you take a picture of me? Like, I don't want one of you. <laughs> that would be I hilarious. like to be just, so cool. Like, just as, yeah. I mean, you're standing there. You might as well take a photo. I mean, I went to the Grammys and people were looking at me like I was something because I was at the Grammys. Yeah. But yeah, you don't, they don't know that you're. What were you doing at the Grammys? My stepfather uh, won about four or five Grammys, uh, Bernie Grumman Mastering. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they live in L.A. I have a – my biological mother was an actress, and she gave me up for adoption. She's an artist. She lives in L.A. and the Pacific Palisades, and then my stepfather has a Hollywood um, – studio in Hollywood and in um, Japan, but I was adopted, so I didn't live that life. I lived in Houston with the engineer dad and the teacher mom. I mean, and that's why. And then when I met her, I was like, "You're like, you're like Ginger on the, like all my life. Wow. I thought Ginger was my mom. And then when I met my biological mom, I'm like she is. I mean, she's glamorous. She's gorgeous. She speaks four languages. It's really weird. I have all these siblings I've met. I have I have a huge story I could tell. I just wanted to start there. And that's why you're here. You wrote a great book. Everyone is special. I'm going to put it up there. That's even bigger, so people. That's even bigger, so people can see it. Um, tell everybody how this came about, um, because I just had friends who adopted um, a child, and I was looking for a book, and I didn't find yours. I found another one, but it was really hard to find a book. So I'm guessing that's probably where that came from, yes. why you chose to write it. Yeah, it's very hard to find an adoption book plus one that's from the adoptee point of view. This is from an adoption adoptee person to another. So we understand each other. A lot mm -hmm. of the books are very, either very medical, like they have a baby and they give it away. And it's, it, it, it's just not kid friendly. Um, I wanted a book that would answer some of the questions that I wish I would have had answered, plus open dialogue between families. So I have a lot of questions in there to open that dialogue. I love that. How, when did this come out and how come you, how come I haven't, I've known you for a little while. Mm -hmm. We've been Facebook friends <laughs> and uh, I didn't even know this existed. How come? A couple of years ago, um, Andy Thornton and I uh, teamed up together. He did the uh, illustrations because I knew I wanted shape people. I didn't want uh, I didn't want children to say, "Oh, well, that's those are white people, and mm -hmm. I'm not white." So I wanted to make sure this was for any child with two mothers, two fathers, uh, interracial couples. I didn't want kids to be stopped by the pictures. So we made sure we made some funny little uh, shape people, and the kids really seemed to like it. Uh, and I have friends that have children that are not adopted that have bought the book, and they love it too. Of course, because it's literally for everyone. It is. That's what I love. Um, what has been the response to this? When I actually show the book and read it, people love it. I just need to get myself at the bookstores and I need to, you know, I just need to take the time to promote the book. And um, I think it would go well. I just haven't had the time with work and um, theater. And theater, theater and life. Well, that's why you're here. We're kicking off the publicity tour yeah. of Everyone is Special. Where can people get the book? It's on Amazon, okay. Amazon.com. Um, you can type my name in and it might come up or you might type in Jana Drew book, but it's on Amazon for $10 and it's easy to get. What was the, because this, this is the first book you wrote. So what I want to ask, like what the writing process 
was like for for a first time well owner. I literally was writing on little stapled <laughs> stapled paper uh, and I wrote the words and I had all the words written and I just couldn't do the illustration so I just put it under the bed you know it's not gonna happen and then finally when I met Andy Thornton and I love his illustrations I was like you know what maybe he could help me with the illustrations and then the book could really happen um, and then we published it through Amazon. So Amazon prints it. Uh, they did a beautiful job. Um, it's available to anyone because Amazon's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, we did it on Amazon. It was really easy. It's so cute. And that's, oh, that's what I noticed as soon as I um, saw the cover, I was like, oh, everyone, like all shapes, all sizes. It's the first thing I thought of when I saw the book. Can you read a little bit of this? Sure. With me? Sure. Because I just, I want people to like, I love, my favorite thing is to listen to audiobooks read by the author. Okay. Is this a good way? Yeah, it's perfect. I am special. You are special. Everyone is special. What makes you special? What can you do? Every person has a mother and father. Some people have two mothers and two fathers. Someone made you and loves you. Other people take care of you and love you too. All children need parents to love and take care of them. Who takes care of you? Many, many people can have children but cannot be parents. Other people cannot have children but can be parents. All children need parents who can love them and care for them every day. What are your parents' names? There are many reasons why a person may not be able to take care of a child. Some children may need someone else to take care of them. I have a birth story. You have a birth story. Every story is different. Yours is special. Mine is special. You will have questions. Some can be answered and some cannot. Your parents will guide and help you. They love you always. I am special because I have many people who love and care for me. You are special. Everyone is special. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> you must be so, I, I hope you're so proud of yourself for this because I think it's something that's so needed uh, for adopted kids, for foster kids, for just any kid. I think there's a lot of st stress out there for everybody. And I think that's so, for any, I call them like the little island of misfit toys, you know, like anybody who's who's special and different and right. and creative and but also children who are from the traditional family, they need to understand that someone in their class may have two mothers or two fathers and they need to be able to say, Oh yeah, that's no big deal. Yeah. They're they're just like me. We're all the same. We're all yeah. special. So I wanted all children to feel like this is just your story instead of your story is so different. There's a lot of different ways to make a family. Yeah. How did writing this book change you, if it did? I think it healed me in the way that all the things I wanted to be said to me, I said to myself. 
Um, and then the fact that I can make this available for other people made me feel like I was doing something. I mean, I, I'm a teacher, so I feel like I'm making a difference by that. But this was another uh, more intimate way to um, connect to children and families. You're also um, an amazing actress. So do you have anything coming up? No, I oh. did the summer. Yes. I did the summer. And then this is the beginning of school. So I don't do anything in the fall because the beginning of school is so stressful. Um, after Christmas, I probably will do something. Okay, good. Come back and please sit back in the chair and, <laughs> and, and promote whatever you're doing at, at around Christmas. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Go get the book. Everyone is special right there. You can get it on Amazon. Um, I'll put it up right now. I'll put it up right now. There we go. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. We will be, er, go away, go away. We will be right back after this. Hi, Wendy Wright of The Right Fit, and here are three easy eyeshadow hacks to save you a little bit of time. The first being, just pat on a little bit of tinted eye primer for a nice creamy effect. Number two, try a concealer that's about two shades darker than your natural skin tone, and it's gonna give your eyes a nice pop. And the last hack, number three, is if you want to add a little shimmer and a little glam, you could always try a jumbo eye pencil. So just draw on the color and gently pat it in with your ring finger, and you can also use it as liner. Thanks everyone for listening. You can reach me at wendy at therightfit.net. See you soon, bye-bye. Wouldn't it be great if your business could have a commercial on TV? Now it can. Secure your Season 5 sponsorship by visiting richardwilmore.com. Advertise on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV by sponsoring The Richard Wilmore Show. Become a sponsor today. Go to richardwilmore.com now. It's The Richard Wilmore Show.